This year, I am focused on saving and investing, but I still want to do things like travel. NerdWallet lets you compare top travel credit cards side-by-side to maximize your spending, some even offering 10 times points on your spending, which means you could end up with a free flight or maybe a better hotel room. So what could future you do with smarter financial decisions? Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. Reminder, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. I don't know about you, but I'm always looking for ways for my son to get involved and give back in our local community. That's why I'm excited to tell you about Student Visionaries of the Year, a campaign by Leukemia and Lymphoma Society, the largest nonprofit organization dedicated to creating a world without blood cancers. Student Visionaries of the Year is a seven-week philanthropic leadership development program for high school students. Participants form strong teams and fundraise in honor of a pediatric blood cancer survivor in their local community. This program is transformative. It not only helps students develop valuable life skills like project management, communication, financial literacy, and entrepreneurship, not to mention it looks great on college applications, but most importantly, is also a chance for them to engage in meaningful work within their their community and make a real impact on blood cancer patients and their families. You can learn more about Student Visionaries of the Year or even nominate a student at lls.org students. That's lls.org students. are here for more happier a podcast where we get more happier hey elizabeth hi garage today we'll talk about why elizabeth is taking strength training and hiking even more seriously and i want a new metaphor for the empty nest but first something making us more happier elizabeth what is making you more happier well garage i am more happier because i got to see two of my very best friends in the whole world jahan and caroline mm. two of my best friends from college The three of us hadn't been together, I don't think, since before the pandemic, all three Mm. of us. Yeah. So I'm in New York. I'm at your apartment. Yeah. And we went out to dinner. Then we went out for drinks. Then Jahan and I walked home, a nice 45-minute walk through the streets of New York at Uh, night. Yeah. I laugh with them just in a way that just makes me happier. Yeah. It was just so fantastic. Oh, that's so nice. Yes, I've been looking forward to it for weeks. The thing that's making me more happier is piggybacking off of yours, which is I'm getting to see you. I love having you stay in my apartment. And I'm getting to see so much family this summer because we have Eleanor's graduation. I got to see you when I was in L.A. for the book tour. We're overlapping in Kansas City, which we don't usually do, but this year it worked out. So we get to see each other as well as our parents in Kansas City. Then I have a speaking event in September. You're coming. Yes. It's in Kansas City. So you were like, okay, if you're going to be there, I'll come. So I'm coming. We're doing something together in July. It's like for whatever reason. I mean, part of it is the strike because you're more available for traveling here and there. But part of it is just the way things shook out. Yes. Yeah. It is definitely summer of family for sure. 
Yeah, which we didn't realize going into it. At least no. I, did, I hadn't really focused on it, but it's really fun. Yeah, I think it is partly because I'm on strike, I have the freedom to leave town sometimes. Yeah. So I'm able to come and overlap and figure that out, which is nice. Right, like with graduation, I don't know that you could have swung coming to graduation. Right. I would yeah. not, if I were working, I would not have probably been able to go to graduation on a Thursday. Right, yeah. So it's fun, and yeah, I'm glad you're seeing all that family, because that means I'm also seeing all the family. Yes, it's so fun. Yay. All right, coming up, I'm going to talk about why I've been upping my strength training and hiking, but first, this break. The weather's getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I wanted to update my wardrobe without spending a fortune, and luckily I found Quince. Elizabeth, I got the Flow Knit Wide Leg Pant. It's very light. It's perfect for the summer. It packs very easily. I recently went on a trip with my family, and I took it with me, and they were just the thing to wear on a really hot day where I wanted to be covered up, but I wanted something that looked great and also was very comfortable. And the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to Quince.com Gretchen for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Gretchen to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com Gretchen. Okay, Alyssa, there's something you've been meaning to tell me about sort of strength and stamina. What's been on your mind? Yes. So, Gretchen, you know, I've been doing strength training, the same kind you do, for years now, probably a decade. Okay, can we just take a minute and say ta-da? Because we have really both stuck with it for a long time. (laughs) We have Yes. I know. And it is because, ta-da, it's because it is half an hour a week, which yes. I feel like no matter what is happening, I can do half an hour a week. And everyone who listens to the podcast knows I've got my Fryman 50 this year, which is wanting to hike Fryman Canyon 50 times at least. I've kind of upped it to 80 because I'm Ooh. almost at 50. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes. Okay. But lately in strength training, I've really, you know, you can put in more or less effort mm-hmm. with all things. And I'm really trying to put in more effort and Mm. really get stronger and really hike more, partly because the difference that it makes as you get older, right? So Mm -hmm. we're always told that strength training, especially for women, is really good for your bones, really good for osteoporosis. And if you fall, you want to have strong bones, especially the older you are. And it so happens that our dad lost his footing on some stairs And fell down the stairs. And although obviously it did not feel good and he was sore (laughs) for quite some time, he didn't break anything. He didn't sprain anything. And I really clearly attribute that to the fact that he has probably worked out almost every day of his life. Yes. Exercise is one of the biggest things in his life. And I said, okay, let me see the fact that dad was able to sort of bounce back after this. Yeah. He's playing golf. He's traveling. Yes. 
doing everything. Even though everyone always tells you it's good to be stronger in anticipation of aging, actually seeing it in action, I found extremely motivating. And I'm really trying to put more into it. And I told my trainer this, and then she said she's been telling all of her clients to get Mm. them motivated. Right. Well, because sometimes just seeing the example of it actually happening, you're like, okay, this isn't just something that you read about as you're scrolling through your newsfeed. This is something that could actually make a huge difference in my life. Both my in-laws and Jamie and my daughters, we all do strength training as well. And when my mother-in-law, she had to have some kind of operation, I forget what, and there was a thing where she had to lift herself up. I don't know if they were like changing her bedding or something. And there was a bar. And the Mm -hmm. idea was you would push yourself up on this bar so you could lift your seat off the mattress. And everybody in the hospital was like, oh my gosh, you are so strong. We can't (laughs) believe how easily you could do this. Of course, she was like, felt great to hear that. So it's all these little ways that it makes things easier. You bounce back more quickly. And then maybe you have better balance to begin with. And so you almost fall, but you manage to catch yourself because all the muscles are engaging as properly as they're meant to do. And In the realm of happiness, Gretch, being happier, it's like sunscreen, right? You can't wish that you'd been wearing sunscreen 20 years ago. I mean, Mm. it's the best time to wear sunscreen is 20 years ago. The best time to do strength training is 20 years ago, and the best time is now. And right, now is the time to remember that tomorrow will come. Yes. I don't want to start in 15 years. I'm glad I'm doing it now, and I want to really make the most of it. But, you know, Elizabeth, this is making me think, because you're an obliger. You know, obligers need outer accountability. It sounds like almost what you're doing is invoking your future self. That you're Ah, thinking, like, I'm thinking about my future self and what my future self will need. My future self will need me to have worked out strenuously now. Yes. But it's hard because this is one of these things where in any one day, it doesn't matter. You're like, what does it matter if I go to Fryman Canyon today? Yeah. But the only way you get the benefit of it is today, 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 today. Yes. And then when I'm doing it, the strength training, I'm trying to really push myself more to really get maximum benefits. I asked my trainer one time because they're supposed to work you out to like near failure or failure. And so I was like, does anybody ever fake it? Make it seem like it's harder than it is. And she said she had a woman one time who she suspected was kind of downplaying how much she could do because she just didn't want to push herself. And as we tell our children, you're only cheating yourself when you do something like that. But anyway, so she kept just lowering it, lowering it, lowering it. And the woman would act like she was struggling. Oh, that's Until it was just incredibly light. And she finally said to her, you're only cheating yourself. I'm not here to push you if you don't want to be pushed. But I just thought that that was funny where somebody thought, oh, I can game the system. And it's like, well, you know. That's really funny. I know. But back to the, the happiness of it all. I mean, it is the kind of thing where it's one of the challenges is that it's just consistent behavior over the long term. And right. better than before, it's all about habit change. I was writing about, this is hard. It's not about doing something for 30 days and then being done with right. it. This is how do you keep going for a long time. And so it's great to be reminded of the day will come when you'll think, wow, I'm really glad that I did what I did when I did because yeah. I'm really seeing the benefit of it. So anyway, I'm, I'm thinking just my observation about this hopefully will get other people also yeah. wanting to redouble no, their efforts. I am feeling fired up. You're, you're exactly. And then there's strength and there's also stamina. And so like you go on hikes. I walk in New York City, which is pretty flat. And when I go to Fryman Canyon, I'm reminded that it's harder to hike (laughs) a big, big hill than it is to do what I do. But I can still push myself to go longer distances and walk whenever I can just to keep the stamina going. Yes, absolutely. 
Okay, Gretch, what is this week's spotlight on a tool? Okay, a lot of people want to do consistent habits, like keeping a journal, but then you don't do it because it's too much work. I have a one-sentence journal. If you go to the Happiness Project shop, there's a one-sentence journal. And so the idea is you just write one sentence every day. And I think for many people, they have this desire to keep a journal, but then they can't keep it up because it feels like so much work to write page, two pages, three pages. But I found that just one sentence is enough. And now this journal has, in different versions, has been out for a while. And I will meet people who say, I kept my one-sentence journal for five years, or I love going back three years ago and seeing what my little girl was doing three years ago on this day. It's really, really satisfying. It feels very creative. You can do it about your five senses. You can do about funny things your kids say. You can do observations about your garden. You can do your thoughts about maybe a creative project, or maybe you're trying to switch careers, or you're working on a big renovation. Anything that you want to tap into that journaling impulse that can I keep track of my thoughts? Can I write things down and then get clarity and perspective on the one sentence journal is a great way to do it. And one thing I like about the one sentence journal is it's not as if you have to do it right before bed or right when you get up, you could put it next to your computer and do it during a break at work or something. Absolutely. No, it could actually have it be like your Pomodoro break or whatever. Yeah, because it's a different kind of thing. Yes, yeah, so if you're interested in taking a look at the One Sentence Journal, just go to happiercast.com slash shop and you will see it there. Coming up, Gretch, there's something you've been meaning to ask me, but first this break. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and free. And, you know, Elizabeth, I now work with a team and hiring the right people is so important. It's maybe the most important thing. And LinkedIn makes the process of identifying and hiring people easy and intuitive. I know that when I've been hiring for my team, it's hard to find quality candidates to interview. And LinkedIn isn't just a job board. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash Gretchen. That's linkedin.com slash Gretchen to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big and small, and when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe place to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Gretchen, when I started my career, therapy really helped me work through all of my stresses so that I was able to concentrate at work and do a good job. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Gretchen Rubin today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, 
dot com slash Gretchen Rubin. Okay, Gretchen, what have you been meaning to ask me? Okay, so you're so good at thinking of names for things and creative reframing. Okay, so Eleanor's graduating, so we're going to have Empty Nest, and I've been thinking, what is another metaphor? I don't passionately dislike Empty Nest, but I wonder if there's a better metaphor or another metaphor for Empty Nest. And it is a cliche, so is there a fresh way or a reframing way? I heard a funny thing. I said to somebody who also had her youngest child was graduating, and I said, oh, have you thought about the empty nest? Because I'm asking everybody about the empty nest because I'm so fascinated by it. So anybody got any ideas about the empty nest, hit me up. I'm I'm, I'm gathering all the ideas I can find. And she goes, empty nest, nothing, free bird. And I'm like, oh, that's a funny funny way to reframe it. That's really funny. So that's funny. But I don't know, Elizabeth, what do you think? Well, I think the one thing about emptiness that's not good is empty is sort of a negative word. Yeah. Even if it's not meant to be negative, it comes off that way. Mm -hmm. Like it's a deficit as opposed to a new lease on life, a fun new phase. So I agree. I think we should come up with something else. Well, one word that is a good word is open. Ooh, well, that's interesting because you'd feel like your schedule opens up. There's an opening of possibilities. Like a lot of people talk about traveling more because you don't have to like race home. Right. So that is feeling like your calendar is open, your time is more open. And I like open it, like open fields and and opportunities and kind of spaciousness. I like that overtone. Yes. Open water. You get, oh, open water. Right. Like you're sailing into the future well yes step into the future that's one of your phrases and also you have more open space because a lot of things that are taking up space the giant mound of shoes by the front door you can put them away yeah that's good so okay open waters i do think free is not a great word because it sort of implies that you weren't free before that you were shackled which you don't want to think of your kids as shackles no Absolutely not. Right. It it has to be something where it's not the opposite of something. Empty, you want something that has its own positive, that doesn't have it, doesn't cast a shadow. Well, and then I keep thinking about bandwidth. Like, is there some kind Mm. of metaphor for bandwidth? Maybe a more techie person would be able to do it. But I felt this when Eliza went to college. There was just more space. There was room that she was, with all my love and care, she occupied that then was freed up. Again, I don't want to use free, but it was like bandwidth. It was just like there was more bandwidth. There was less weight. There was less stuff in the bandwidth. But again, I feel like what's the metaphor there? There's a metaphor hiding there of bandwidth. I I feel like I need to go Wikipedia. Like, what is bandwidth? And what are the terms? But I like the idea that there's almost an action in it. You know what I mean? That you could... Like, again, with an empty nest, that's just an object. I like, it'd be great if there could be some sort of motion. Um, Mm. Well, that's maybe open waters back to that idea. Maybe that's something that's appealing because it feels like you're setting sail into, like, opportunity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Open waters. Yeah. Well, then there's also this idea that you're a couple again. Mm, Yeah. There's kind of a return to an earlier phase. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. If you have a partner, Mm -hmm. a return to the two of you. Yeah. That's an interesting notion. What a lot of people have said to me is you really have to be careful that you just don't work all the time. Oh. That people who basically like to work, that you don't realize how much your children's schedule and needs mm. mean that you don't work and you stop for dinner and you go to a 
show and you go on a picnic. So again, it's like you want something that has, back to your point about you want something that feels like it's its own active thing that's happening. Yeah. And then I keep thinking like, okay, so you know on my 23 and 23, I have the 30 days of culture. And this is something that I wouldn't have done if I had a child at home. Because 30 days of culture, that's going to be a lot of nights out, I expect. I mean, that's what I'm thinking. Right. That, you know, I'll be going to a lecture or concert or whatever. Stand-up comedy show. And I wouldn't do that if I had a child at home because I wouldn't mm -hmm. want to be out so many nights. And then, but then I'm thinking, okay, so is there something there that it's, I, I take your point about free, but it's like there is this free time element to it. Yes. Playground. Yeah, playground is a good word. Maybe it's a metaphor of transition because it is, it's a transition or it's a new chapter. And this is the thing is I don't want it to happen to me. It's going to happen, it's obviously, but I want to shape it. I want to have a framework for it. I want to have a philosophy for it. I want to have aims for it and like really have it be a chapter. This is a thing. Yes. I love that idea because they're starting something yes. new, right? Eleanor is starting something new and exciting and adventure. Yes. And it's not like your adventures are over. Right. You also want to be starting something new and embracing something new yes. as opposed to just suffering a loss of right. having a kid at home. You right. want to gain Right. In this, right? Right. Because it's happening, as you said, whether you wanted to or not. My sister, the sage, like, I just keep thinking about that phrase of yours, step into the future, mm. which is embrace the future, acknowledge the future, step into the future. I guess I want to step into the transition. Yeah. Step up. I don't know. So, okay. Well, we haven't found the magical metaphor but I feel like this might take a while. Yes, would love to hear suggestions. Yes. Gretch, I'm almost thinking when we do come up with our metaphor, it could be a segment on More Happier where you talk about things you've done as part uh. of your open waters or whatever. Ooh, yeah. You know what I mean? I'm fascinated to watch you. Well, you have been fascinated by it for years. <laughs> yeah. You've been talking about it for years. I think you got me focused on it earlier than I would have otherwise been because you were like, what are you thinking about? And I was like, yeah. I have no thoughts, but now that you mention it, somebody told me something really interesting on my book tour. And maybe I told you this, Elizabeth, already, but because I was asking her about the empty nest, clever metaphor, TK. And she was saying, oh, well, be aware of the fact that it's very different when you're, you have children who are adult children, but they don't yet have families of their own, mm. if they're going to do that. Because she said, then it all changes very much again. Oh, because their schedules right. change. And maybe your schedule changes if you live in the same city. And anyway, she was just like, yes. because I always feel like whatever it is, is it's going to be this way forever. And that just That's isn't true. That's a really good point. Yeah. And so she was really understand that this is a stage. And, and depending on your family situation and their decisions, it might be a very, very long stage. It may be a very short stage. And so right. to really, again... Think about what it is, what you want from it, embrace it. So again, it's always about this mindfulness of what is it? What are my aims for it? Because the thing is, so often things just unfold. Yes. And then later yes. on, you're like, oh, I could have done this. I could have done that. You know? So. Absolutely. Interesting. Okay, yes. yeah. Any thoughts? Well, I think we'll, we'll be talking about this a lot, Elizabeth. I think, I think we will be. Okay, Gretch, what's the quotation this week? Oh, I quote this quotation all the time. <laughs> From Andy Warhol, one of my uh, favorite aphorists. It comes from the philosophy of Andy Warhol, from A to B and back again. Andy Warhol wrote, When I think about what sort of person I would most like to have on a retainer, I think it would be a boss. A boss who could tell me what to do, because that makes everything easy when you're working. We all need a boss on retainer. Yes, love that idea. 
I definitely need a boss. You're my boss, Grudge. <laughs> I'm your happiness bully and your happiness yeah. boss. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So, Elizabeth, are you feeling more happier? Yes, I am feeling more happier. Thank you to Chuck. Get in touch. Gretchen's on Instagram and TikTok at Gretchen Rubin, and I'm on Instagram at Liz Craft. Our email address is podcast at GretchenRubin.com. And for everything related to this episode, links, photos, and more, go to HappierCast.com. Bye, Gretch. Bye, Elizabeth. The best time to start a happiness project is 20 years ago. The second best time is now. Elizabeth, it's so fun for me to see you recording in another part of my apartment. I love seeing my own apartment in your background. I know. I'm in your library, and it's very cozy and a very good place to record. So thank you. Okay. From the Onward Project. If you've ever been in the market for a new home, you know home shopping can be a lot. There's so much you don't know and so much you need to know. What are the neighborhoods like? What are the schools like? Who is the agent who knows the listing or neighborhood best? And why can't all this information just be in one place? Well, now it is on homes.com. They've got everything you need to know about the listing itself, but even better. They've got comprehensive neighborhood guides and detailed reports about local schools. And their agent directory helps you see the agent's current listings and sales history. Homes.com collaboration tools make it easier than ever to share all this information with your family. It's a whole cul-de-sac of home shopping information all at your fingertips. Homes.com. We've done your homework.